Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thanks for joining us in this episode of Hot Topics in Specialty Pharmacy, where we chat with practitioners and leaders to discuss topics relevant to the specialty pharmacy workforce, business, practice, and our profession. My name is Lisa Kumar, and I am the Assistant Director of Accreditation and Residency with the Specialty Pharmacy Services Team at the University of Illinois Hospital and Health Sciences System. I will be moderating this session along with Chris Miller, the Manager of Pharmacy Compliance at Novot Health. Joining us today are leaders from three health system specialty pharmacies, including Emily Hoping, Manager of Specialty Pharmacy Services at the University of Iowa Healthcare, Helen Northrup, Clinical Coordinator of Specialty Pharmacy Services at Atrium Health Lake Forest Baptist, and Alicia Barrett, Manager at Oshner Specialty Pharmacy. In this episode, we will be discussing tales from the front lines where each specialty pharmacy will share an emergency that their pharmacy recently dealt with and how the situation was handled to maintain patient care and meet accreditation standards. So let's start with a little bit of background regarding business continuity plans and specialty pharmacies. So all accredited specialty pharmacies need to have detailed business continuity plans outlining how they will maintain operations when and if a disaster or emergency occurs. This is a requirement of specialty pharmacy accreditation standards. Emergencies are situations where normal operations are at risk or interrupted. Business continuity planning should include two distinct steps, the first step being the creation of detailed policies and procedures to outline your organization's contingency plan, and the second is testing your organization's plan. So our three organizations here today will share with you when they needed to use their business continuity plans to manage active disasters or emergencies. They will share what they did, what went well, and what they learned. So let's start with Emily Coping from the University of Iowa Healthcare. So thanks so much, Emily, for being with us today. So we want to hear about a disaster or emergency that your specialty pharmacy encountered and how your business continuity plan was implemented to sustain operations. And if you can give us a brief intro, um, that would be great as well. Great. Thanks, Lisa. Again, my name is Emily Hofane, and I am the Specialty Pharmacy Operations Manager at the University of Iowa Healthcare. Um, For those of you not familiar with Iowa, we are located in the Midwest, not to be confused with Idaho or Ohio. Um, The University of Iowa is the only academic medical center within our state, so we play a critical role in serving patients across the state and in surrounding areas. Um, And our specialty pharmacy fulfillment operations are located at our main medical center campus in Iowa City, Iowa. And we do have an offsite location for our call team and our benefits investigation team that it's located near the hospital in a local suburb. And so the event that I'm going to highlight today actually happened in March of this year. Uh, The local meteorologists were all predicting a day of severe weather outbreaks in our area. And with severe weather comes the emergency management preparedness. Um, that week, um, looking back, our health system was actually conducting routine testing of the emergency alert systems and reminding staff just to review and understand emergency action plans and these kinds of events. Um, with regard to our specialty pharmacy services, I actually became concerned about our staff safety um, and our ability to operate at our offsite location. 
So for reference, this offsite location is an office building uh, with the exterior being mostly made up of windows. Um, so in severe weather, staff would definitely need to be sheltering um, and it would pull all of our staff off of our phone lines. And in addition, this location does not have emergency backup power. And so based on these things I discussed with our other specialty pharmacy leaders, and we decided to move two of our team members to our main campus, knowing that we would have backup power, and then we could keep our phone lines open to be able to serve our patients um, should they need anything, and then also have the support there for any benefits investigation or prior authorization needs. Um, and so those two staff members, again, came on site. Um, we did end up having a tornado warning and a shelter requirement for our staff at our offsite location. So we did end up having to pull staff off of the phones. Fortunately, they did shelter. I learned after the fact that there was some damage just down the road from our location, though our team and our location fared, fared through it all. And so with those staff members that were moved on site, as well as some supervisors, we were able to keep our phone lines open and maintain our service through that event. Um, our operations is located in the lower level of the building, um, and we don't have any windows. So um, we were pretty much able to continue to operate within the walls of the pharmacy um, through that time period. Uh, one thing we did learn when we moved our staff on site, we did actually put them in an office that had some windows. So those team members did have to pull off for a few minutes to shelter at that location. Um, so we've talked about identifying computers and workstations in the pharmacy or, or in an area um, where staff would be able to um, stay available in this type of event again. I think, again, like I said, we fared very well. We didn't have any damage to our actual facilities, but with these types of events, we learned in August of 2020 that our patients don't always fare well. And so making sure that we started to kind of think ahead and potentially prepare for patients calling in, needing products um, to be replaced and or other concerns and things related to their medication. So in August of 2020, um, the entire state of Iowa was impacted by a derecho, which is essentially kind of a hurricane in the middle of the Midwest. And during that time, we had patients um, without power for extended periods of time. And we had a frequent amount of phone calls coming in um, with patients asking about whether or not their medications were stable. And so put together a really quick workflow, um, worked with our different payers and things to understand how we could get them replacement products. Um, and I guess through all of this, I think the the team helped make sure that we were able to continue to serve patients and then keep everybody safe. All right. Well, thanks for sharing your experience, Emily. Um, so again, my name is Chris Miller, and I'm the manager of pharmacy compliance at Novant, and I will be um, helping moderate today's session. So Emily, again, thanks for sharing. And I wanted to just highlight some things I picked up on. I'm um, so particularly dealing with the aftermath of the disasters. I really liked how the team was able to reassess and kind of look at that. Um, so Emily, I'm curious, what do you think was the biggest learning experience you could share from that situation? Yeah, so when thinking back to our, our recent tornadoes, I think um, one of the other learning points or things that we are evaluating was um, if we had a need where all of our staff members would be pulled off of the phone lines, um, where would we direct those calls um, to make sure that our patients would also still be taken care of and also just revisiting with our telecommunications as well, um, the process for making those changes, um, kind of the who, when, and why um, to get those phones rolled over to a different place. Um, and then I think one of the learning points from the derecho um, 
was evaluating the impact to patients and starting to put processes in place to anticipate potential phone calls coming in and our patients' needs. Perfect. Well, again, thank you for sharing. Um, so now we will transition to Helen from Atrium Health Wake Forest Baptist to tell us about her experience. Thank you, Chris. My name is Helen Northrop, and I am one of the clinical coordinators for specialty pharmacy at Atrium Health Wake Forest Baptist. My prime responsibility lies within the delivery service as well as medication access. For our specialty pharmacy, Atrium Health Wake Forest Baptist is a medical academic medical center, and we are located in Winston-Salem, which is an urban area of North Carolina. Our specialty pharmacy operation is also located on main campus downtown in Winston-Salem. And so the situation that we have encountered was delivery service interruption that was caused by the fire at the local fertilizer plant that as we really learned later on, is in a very close proximity to our courier hub. So several hours after the fire started, courier facility was closed and um, evacuated. And by the time of mandated evacuation later that evening, courier had already picked up packages from the pharmacy and brought them to the station for the further routing. We discovered the situation next business day, at which point courier team had already implemented a mitigation strategy to reroute packages to another station. However, there was no safe access to the packages at the hub itself. Even though fire did not reach the station, conditions were unsafe with a lot of smoke and pollutants in the surrounding area. Given uncertain, however, highly likely unsafe storage conditions, leadership made a quick decision with patient safety as the highest priority to replace all impacted medications. Operation strategy was pivoted to dispense and ship all medications that same day to minimize any therapy interruptions. And patients affected by the event were identified and team used the EHR messaging system of phone calls to notify patients about the fire, its impact, and the expectations for medications deliveries. Despite requesting packages to be returned to the pharmacy, we've learned that patients were actually receiving both affected by the fire and newly dispensed packages. So in response, our team sent out another wave of patient communication aiming to provide instructions on how to recognize affected packages and safely dispose of the contents. Unfortunately, we were not able to submit loss claim to the insurance as it required to have damaged medications in our possession for the inspection. And so there are several insights that we have really learned throughout this event, such as what might be the reasonable time frame for our courier team to proactively communicate any impactful event. Suggestion to review the physical location of the hub and any potential events that may negatively impact its operations. Importance of patients' communication and education. Some patients affected by the event may not be local and may not be aware of, uh, of the impact as we ship to different states uh, within the Southeast. Additionally, including instructions on how to handle an alternative turn of the event was also an important takeaway. 
But I think the most valuable lesson that we have learned is that unexpected can happen at any point. And sometimes it can just be that, the unexpected. And having really patient safety as the cornerstone of our practice has been a best guide. Thank you, Helen. Um, so I'm actually in North Carolina as well, and I remember this event happening. Did you have any team members who struggled to come on site from this event as well? Fortunately, um, Chris, we did not. So we did not have any team members impacted by this event. Okay, that's good. We had some situations that with, with Novant where team members were actually impacted by this event as well. So it, it was definitely a, a unique situation that I don't think comes up very frequently at all. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Helen, again for sharing that. Um, so I will now pass it to Alicia to share about her experience. Thanks, Chris. Uh, my name is Alicia Verrett. I am the manager of clinical and non-clinical operations at Auctioner Specialty Pharmacy, um, which is located in New Orleans, Louisiana, so a coastal city. Um, we knew in August of 2021 that we were in the path of Hurricane Ida, and we were likely to experience significant impact from this storm. Um, Hurricane Ida did hit New Orleans and our bayou region with tremendous force and caused widespread damage and power outages. Um, the city was in a state of emergency, and it was a critical time for the healthcare system. Um, our pharmacy was closed starting at the end of business on Saturday, just before the predicted landfall on Sunday. Um, this decision was made by our um, assistant vice president, director, and our supervisors um, to prioritize the safety of our staff and our patients. With the storm approaching, it was crucial to ensure everyone's well-being. Our supervisors um, stepped up to triage patient calls on Sunday and Monday following the storm. We transferred prescriptions if necessary and provided patients with storage and stability information for their medication during the power outages. It was essential to ensure that patients had access to their medications and understood how to use them safely given the circumstances. But despite the difficult circumstances, our team worked diligently to stay connected. Each supervisor maintained regular contact with their designated group of team members via text messages. Um, people had evacuated to different parts of the state or to neighboring states um, during the storm. So we also conducted Zoom calls twice a day with our health systems executive leadership to keep everyone informed about the state of our system. And this frequent communication helped us navigate the situation more effectively. One major challenge was a disruption in transportation services. So FedEx, which we relied on for medication deliveries, was not running during this time. So to address this issue, um, we learned from the experience and implemented a courier service that could deliver medications throughout the state. This change reduced our dependence on a single provider and improved our ability to serve patients during emergencies. Additionally, due to the ongoing COVID surge, we were unable to be on site at the hospital. Um, normally, we do have a Team A and Team B situation where Team A is you know, activated and stays during the storm, and then Team B is activated when it's safe to come back to relieve Team A. So instead, we had to evacuate to a non-affected area to ensure access to Wi-Fi and electricity. And this taught us the importance of having backup plans and contingencies in place to ensure uninterrupted patient care. After the hurricane passed, we reopened the pharmacy on the Tuesday following the storm. We were fortunate to have staff members who quickly returned or stayed during the storm 
allowing us to resume operations. During the extended power outage, we continued to run on generator power to service patients. Our team called insurance companies for overrides to replace medication lost by the storm, as well as worked under the Board of Pharmacy emergency guidelines to make sure patients were able to receive medications. To support our employees and ensure they could focus on their work, our health system provided meals and allowed employees whose homes were damaged to stay in the pharmacy. It took a while for our region to recover, but we are very proud of our ability to continue patient care during these challenging times. Thanks, Alicia, for sharing that. There's a lot to unpack there. So I'm curious, what was the, um, looking back on that now, what would you say is the biggest takeaway your team learned from that experience? I think the biggest takeaway was the the delivery service. The implementation of our courier service really um, allowed us to get medications to our patients without interrupt, basically no interruption in service. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right. Well, thanks again, Alicia, for sharing that. And I will pass it back to Lisa to close us out. Thanks, Chris. And thank you, Emily, Helen, and Alicia. Those are such incredible and inspiring stories. So during this podcast today, we heard about tornadoes, we heard about fires, we heard about hurricanes, um, and how our health system specialty pharmacies are equipped and rose to the occasion and were able to sustain operations and maintain high-quality patient care, both during the emergency as well as dealing with the aftermath. I really enjoyed listening to your stories and I took a lot away from them. I think one of my main takeaways was learning how you guys dealt with the aftermath. Um, I liked listening to how you guys put some standardized procedures in place um, when you realized, you know, patients were calling about expired meds or dealing with certain um, instances there. Just, you know, that the continuity plan doesn't end when the disaster ends. You know, it continues on until operations are fully back to normal, which in some cases can take days or weeks. Um, I hope our speakers enjoyed listening to this as well. Um, I know I will be modifying parts of my business continuity plan um, here in Chicago based on our conversation. So that is all the time we have left today. I want to thank our speakers again for joining us today to discuss when the unexpected happens, tales from the specialty pharmacy frontline. If you haven't before, I encourage you all to check out ASHP's online resources for specialty pharmacy practitioners at ashp.org. You can find member-exclusive offerings such as the Specialty Pharmacy Resource Center, which includes examples of best practices, business development resources, and more. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of Hot Topics in Specialty Pharmacy. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.